This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 11th, 2020. Strong hand, long Term thinking, unconfiscatable Bitcoin's next Bitcoin. Do not accept a new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Personal responsibilities, new counterculture, deferral, gratification, conviction, offended by selling. All right, dudes, you're in the golden age. Hello, my elite friends. Now is your time to ask questions about any subject matter because this is beyond Bitcoin. We're talking about more than cryptocurrency. We're talking about life, baby. We're talking about what's going on out there in the world. Uh, so type in Bitcoin Meister or send a super chat. To catch my attention, and I will answer your questions. That's the only way I can see it when I'm doing a live show like this. Yesterday, we had a very special show about Bitcoin jobs. Check it out. It's linked to below. This week in Bitcoin uh, was awesome. All of it's at disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. I'm not just saying that. It's the center of the Bitcoin Meister ecosystem. You can learn a lot there. I've been giving you some... Uh, Videos where uh, I'm teaching you about real life stuff. Uh, about we had a jobs one, we had a uh, how to be a unique beast one last week. So they're, they're all linked to. Please watch them if you and play them at 2x. That is important. So we like to talk about politics, or some people like to talk about politics. Some people have become obsessed with the presidency, with the executive branch of the United States government. Here's a reminder that there's a legislative branch also, okay? Okay, the Senate, the Congress, they're forgotten. And if you think government is important, then you got to remember these dudes. And these dudes have been let, they've been horrid lately. Uh, they don't do anything. Um, well, they do worse than doing nothing is they uh they pass things that are completely way they, they're a rubber stamp they're, they're a rubber stamp nonsense okay but it could be worse and lindsey graham has a reminder for all you in the voting class out there it's not just about voting for president want to know what's at stake this election if we lose the senate socialist bernie sanders will become budget committee chairman if we hold the senate and i am reelected, i will be budget committee chairman that, and that's from Lizzie Graham. So, yeah, I think you guys can get the picture. Uh, either you get this uh, rhino guy, Lindsey Graham, in charge of the budget committee, uh, which is a very important part of the legislative branch, or you get Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sandler, Sanders handling the people's money, uh, basically. Yeah. That. <laughs> and so, no, no, Bernie didn't become president. No. So you're, you're really happy he didn't become president, but it'll be okay if he's in charge of the uh, – the budget committee, okay? <laughs> yeah, all right. So, yeah, the, the, the legislature sure can be important, and you never know when it's going to uh, be important again in terms of government. It's just a reminder there. It's not just about president, which and most people don't even know there's three branches of government in the United States. They they totally disregarded the uh, Supreme Court as, as just a political tool of the president. It's it just so... People, people are lost from the way uh, the, the system of government that the United States was set up with is a, is a beautiful one, but it's uh, it's been perverted to, to, to say the least. And uh, who knows what will happen next? But hey, have that Bitcoin, have that strong hand. You really don't have to worry about that stuff. 
and pound that like button. Stay safe. I see all these signs that say stay safe. Stay safe. That's in, people like to stay say stay safe. This didn't. This wasn't the way it used to be. I mean, this is uh, the part of the fear p o r n noise. Okay, versus the glorious risk of life. There's a risk. Life is a risk, and if you you know any anything can happen to you, and that's how you become successful. You figure out the risk. Uh, you judge it in your head, and you uh, decide how to proceed. And there's all sorts of people uh, proceeding with all sorts of so-called economic risks, whether it be Bitcoin or, or whatever it may be, and they're doing it great. But we're in a society in 2020 that has plunged uh, into, into weakness, okay? Stay safe equals stay weak and compliant, okay? It totally that, – that's, that's what it gets people to do. Uh, stay safe and stay in your house Stay and, and hide. That's weak. That's weakness. You know, don't deal with the real world. There is anything – there's always – you could trip on a, a crack on the sidewalk and, and crack your head open. I mean that, that's, a, that's a risk. Life is – so hiding and, and just you know, putting safety as the ultimate. There's nothing more important than the safety of every single person. In every single moment, we must worry about the smallest of possibilities. That's what stay safe is. And, and literally, the government-sponsored uh, signs and radio advertisements out there. But so – I, I, I don't I don't like it. And I just to me, I see stay weak, stay compliant. That that's what it is. Risk. There is there is glory. There is excitement in life. And that, that is that is what risk is 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 intertwined throughout uh, every everything we do in this glorious life, in this golden age. There is no golden age if there is no risk. If everyone stays safe. OK, there is no progress. Regulation, we're going to talk about that in a second. Regulation is all about safety, okay? Regulation stifles any progress and uh, any innovation. So keep that in mind. So we're going to hang on. I see there's questions. Hey, guys, retweet this. There's a lot of you watching this live right now. I just put it out there in the live chat. So, uh, yeah, I, I, there no, no one's put typing. People are chatting, but they're not doing it. If you have questions, I cannot see it unless you do super chat or type in Bitcoin Meister. Okay, my elite friends, let us let us move on to the regulatory uh, aspect of, of the show. <laughs> I know some of you just love those regulations. Ugh. Deregulation equals innovation. Deregulate the United States economy. And prosperity will exponentially increase. So what does Caitlin Long have to say here that inspired me to think about this? Food freedom. Only in Wyoming do you see Republican and Democrats working together to deregulate food supply chains to allow local farmers slash ranchers to sell directly to consumers locally. Buy a share of a cow directly from a Wyoming producer. Okay, so... Uh, that that's that's only the, the food level, okay? Re amazing, Wyoming. The, the, the Republicans and Democrats aren't trying to like make the others seem like villains. They want to uh, they want to have progress. They want their people to be success. So they get rid of regulation. The farmers can directly sell to people. How ridiculous is it that in most states you can't go up to a farmer and say, "Let me buy your milk," or "Let me," no, 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 no. The, the, you, the government has to have a say on what is safe uh, between the farmer and you. I mean, bring it back to the 1800s. I mean, 
that's what you did. You bought it from you bought directly from the farmer. But we, we we've lost that, and so Wyoming has gone back in that direction, which is all about that. And so it's and it gets rid of food waste. If the, if let's say a farmer has some ugly fruit, ugly corn. I don't eat corn, but you have ugly vegetables. No supermarket will buy from you, okay? Because of the way it looks, this happens. So you, they throw it away. That is total waste. They make no money off of it. Here, the consumer gets a choice. Like, oh, yeah, I'll buy that ugly looking apple with the bruise if it's if it's half as much as it is at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or a fifth as much as it is, as it is there. So on that, so on that level, you see on, on a practical level in a state, uh, bureaucrats and, and, and politicians not getting in each other's way, trying to actually uh, just let freedom ring. Imagine if anyone could open a bank. Imagine if anyone could open a a, a, a business where they sold Bitcoin, a Bitcoin exchange. Imagine that if you didn't have to worry about the government uh, bank going down your neck, breathing down your neck. Okay, there would be so much financial innovation. Uh, so it, it is it is a reminder, good for the deregulation in Wyoming, but just scale that up to the United States government in like everything that the government has its uh, fingers in, and. Uh, we would have so much economic progress, but it boils down to fear. It boils down to stay safe. The government, just these elected officials, they don't want to be blamed for anything. The smallest of thing is someone got a cold and, and, and dies. They don't want to be blamed for that. They think they're going to lose their election or something. It's, and we have a, a, a voting constituency. The professional voters, they, they bought they bought right into this, that safety, I, let the government take care of me. Let the government take – personal responsibility is new counterculture. That is the reminder that you get from all this. But in the mainstream, it is all about staying safe and being compliant and letting the government decide what is safe for you. It's sickening. So over in another country that is uh, <laughs> filled with regulations and, and horrifying uh, bureaucrats – South Africa has the world's worst youth unemployment. Oh, I wonder why. This job matching site wants to change that. So, by the way, I haven't linked to all the articles yet below. If you're watching this live, I'll get to it sooner or later. All right. It's a CNN article. So here's my uh, – if you have major youth employment in South Africa, here's a simple answer. For the youth out there, you know English. If you don't have a job in South Africa, get on your computer Buy the Bitcoin. Do not do not value your wealth in lands at all. Uh, start up your own uh, Bitcoin related business, Bitcoin related clubs. Get on the Bitcoin. It is your connection to the outside world. Uh, and, and older South Africans with children that have no jobs, just do not uh, value your wealth in rands. Start saving in Bitcoin and you won't have to worry about uh, youth unemployment at all. But uh, I'm sure part of the, the youth unemployment is because of uh, – in, in South Africa, they have their job re regulations are incredible. I mean, the, the affirmative action programs they have for every single bit. You, you have to hire this many women. You have to hire this many minorities. You have to hire this many handicapped. I mean, it's it, it, it's wild. So I'm sure that has a uh, chilling effect on the employment market. And it's not going away soon. So that's why I'm just telling people, get get get, get into Bitcoin. Start your own Bitcoin related. There's Watch my show yesterday about Bitcoin jobs, okay, South Africans. And it's glorious that your native language is English. Is English. That is the language of Bitcoin. And it opens you up. You can make so many connections in this golden age uh, industry that I am so proud to be a part of. Now, 
Here's something from uh, the president's son. This is a speech in a speech he made. This is the first time in American history when you get in more trouble for opening your business than burning down someone else's. Yeah, that's, uh, that sums it up. Pound that like button. Now, as all of you know, I'm on BitChute at Bitcoin Meister. Uh, I learned uh, recently, I, I've talked about this before. If you post something, a BitChute, a link on Twitter, they and you click on it, it warns you saying this site is dangerous, even though BitChute isn't dangerous. Even if you send a BitChute link over DM, they do that same thing. They mark it as spam, apparently. I was told by someone I sent a, a BitChute uh, link to. By the way, the, the BitChute link that I uh, sent this person to is the one video of mine, the April Fool's video of mine that got, got kicked off of YouTube. You may have remembered Then I was off of YouTube for two and a half months following that video where I made uh, legitimate predictions about what would happen in Los Angeles eventually. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Um, anyway, the BitChute is linked to below, and you can find that April 1st video I referred to. Uh, at, at the BitChute uh, Bitcoin Meister channel. And yeah, I mean, I I walk the walk. All you guys say, oh, YouTube and Twitter are horrible. Get on an alternative platform. I'm on BitChute. I'm on Parler. Now it's up to you. And I check those sites out like every freaking day too. Uh, and we're talking about S. S. Mully is over at BitChute. And he had a very interesting video that I'll talk about at the end of the show. S.M., he, he's a philosopher that got kicked off of uh his last name sounds like Mully. He got kicked off of YouTube. Uh, and yes, so please. Uh, and does anyone have any questions about yesterday's show or today's show? Uh, we have a uh, misinformation is, is putting a lot in there. Okay. Joe PepsiCo. Joe PepsiCo. You sound like someone my father uh, used to know. My dad knew a guy named Pepsi Bill. Uh, but uh, he, my, my family was in the uh, vending uh, business, vending machine business. What are your thoughts on China expansion and threats to Taiwan? I talked about it a little bit last week about China on the show, uh, not their expansion uh, ways, but how they are trying to, through, through the, the, the virus, they are trying to manipulate other governments and other people into being scared so that they can progress they created the entire, you know, lockdown narrative. They made lockdowns legitimate, and so many countries have bought uh, into this. And they they promote it over social media. And the name of the guy he escapes my mind who talks about this all the time. Um, I talked about him last week. So watch uh, uh, Michael Sanger. Michael Sanger talks. He's no fan of China. So follow them. But you had a more specific question. Uh, the threat to Taiwan, I have been to Taiwan, and there is that is a line that cannot be crossed. It cannot be crossed. Um, I don't see them crossing that line. That would be bold. But if we keep on – if all the nations of the world follow the China pattern and become more and more authoritarian and follow their lead, they will be more sympathetic to China. There are people – there's so many screaming Karens out there that, that love a, 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 a – a, a government like China that just steps in and takes away your freedoms for safety so everyone can stay safe. So eventually, if everyone gets used to that way of life that China is promoting through social media, through – and again, this again, this uh, virus thing is real. It's a, it's a real thing that people can catch. It's not it, – for healthy people, it's not serious at all. But for um, – it's, it's a real thing that came out of China and they took advantage of a crisis. 
to spread their way of life all over the globe, to make it legitimate, this centralized authoritarian rule, okay? And so certain, now there's all sorts of countries that are like they're in line with that. Yeah, we, we, like, we like that. Now it, it can get worse. It can get worse. Um, so that's why we have to speak the truth about what they're doing, how they're manipulating the world, um, and how we – freedom is so important. Freedom is much more important than this ridiculous uh, paranoia about safety, okay? All right? Uh, and so we can't – if you keep on speaking the truth, they won't be emboldened to try to um, take over Taiwan. But they have no right to Taiwan at all. I've been there. It is beautiful. It is the it is that is freedom. That is close to capitalism. I mean, they've got regulation also. But that's the way all of China should be. That is true China. Taiwan is true China. The other China that's I mean, it's the same people, the ethnic people living in both uh, on the little island of Taiwan and and in the big uh, behemoth of China. But they, they do things a little. They do things differently. Okay, and in Taiwan they do more. Things more like we do it in the United States, how we currently do it. So, uh, God forbid, uh, China tries to uh, to do that. That is one thing that could start a uh, tremendous war. Just something very horrible. And so that's why all of us have to stand up for freedom and stand up against the lies and paranoia that is out there uh, re revolving around this, uh, this this virus situation. What we're living in with, with current events. Uh, and I, I, I think uh, maybe this will be enlightening to, to some of you to see how all this is connected and that it could if we if we just blindly say, oh, it's all right. What's wrong with just wearing a mask? What's wrong with it? It's you know, you give in an inch, an inch, an inch at a time. And then all of a sudden you've given in a foot. You've given in a, a meter. OK, you've given in a mile and the whole world's changed and we're we're on the verge of it being totally cool with most countries that yeah why, why not let china's the best let them get their island back no it's ridiculous it's not they they're, they're not the same china, taiwan should get china <laughs> how about that? that that's that's what i think all right china if we keep speaking the truth china won't be able to hold their their billion people back okay they won't be able to maintaining that authoritarian rule is it takes skill. It, it takes it, 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 it takes work. OK. And by by letting them get away with everything they get away with, with letting them sp spread their narrative all over, um, they have an easier time doing it. So the people, they have technology over there where they can hear the truth. OK, so we got to keep speaking the truth. All right. Shane says the great Shane Ulrich says strong hand, brother. And, you know, brother, it's great to see you in here, man. I'm uh you're over in a, you're only one time zone over, man. I can feel you over there. I hope you and your family are doing great. Um, do you believe in God? Says Cass A. Yes, I do believe in God. Um, I do. And uh, we can get in a tremendous discussion about that, but I'm, I'm Jewish. I believe in God. Okay, mo moving on. There, there's definitely, uh, there's, there's something, you know, you, you search for meaning in this tremendous universe. What, what brought about this universe? And our awareness—it's—it's very—it's very odd. Um, so yes, that there, there's a Adam scientific uh, reason to for, for, for God. Uh, no, that, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you can argue about it. But the simple question was, do you believe in God? I do believe in God. All right, now, uh, so Joe PepsiCo, we answered your question. 
All right, what, what do we have here? Next, next on, and I'm glad you guys are asking questions. I lost my track. So we're talking about uh, fear as a tool of manipulation. The media uses it too. Here, here's a CNN headline. We are all deeply afraid that this is the beginning of that dreaded second wave, says ER doctor. They put this is the headline. Oh, oh, this is this is the biggest news of Friday or Thursday. I forgot what day it was. This is their headline. They are so into this story and this narrative. Says ER says random ER doctor. That's what it should say. But yeah, I mean, you can get anyone to, to make a quote that you like, and then you make you put it in big words. Yeah, okay. Dreaded, dreaded second wave. How much emotion? How much fear do you guys want? I mean, to tune in to CNN. Obey's on the other hand. And by the way, in the in the Bitcoin space, there are guys like me, like uh, well, I can't even think of people's names anymore. Like uh, what, what's his face, the Lebanese, uh, and uh, like Francis, and that, that have been speaking against this the entire time. Okay, they're speaking against this narrative the entire time. Tone Bays was scared at first. He was scared at first, and then he changed his mind. So I would say out of all the people, he's the best one to listen to on this because he was scared at first and he rationally – because he was at, he was in Africa when it started or I think he was in Asia. He came back. He was scared. He saw what was going on. He went through – you can learn from him. He had a natural reaction to all the hysteria that was going on and then he, he thought about it. He used his head and he saw it's totally ridiculous. And he's to, he's as, as vocal as, as the rest of us now. So he's the he's he's I mean better than me to listen to on this perhaps because he he changed his mind. But you could say about some of us, well, you guys are just stuck in a certain mindset. Blah 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 blah. He wasn't stuck in a certain mind. He was one way. He turned his and so he says the saddest thing I see out my car window is three year old school school kids being socially distanced and forced to wear masks while in school. And he says end the lockdown while in the schoolyard while in the schoolyard. And that is pathetic. It's pathetic. I mean, if you if you uh, don't have a problem with sending your kid uh, to school and having him play in the playground, and he's he's forced to wear a, a mask, it, it makes no sense when he's playing with other children. It's it's disgraceful. That's how compliant people have become. That's how scared they have become. Do not fear. Do not fear. Meister is here. Pound that like button. Uh, so there is a, a bench of people. There's some polls out there that I. Uh, one poll I thought was ridiculous at first, and then I changed my mind. There was a poll. Uh, who who do you who would you vote for, Kamala Harris or uh, Vice President Pence? And I was like, well, why? What kind of question is that? And it was really close. I think Harris won by like two percent. I said, well, they're not. That's not how you do this, dudes. You, you you vote for president. I mean, they're not running for president. You don't vote for vice president separately. It would be nice. I think in the old days, it used to be. It was different. Uh, it was different at the founding of the country, wasn't it? Well, that doesn't matter. That that that. The point is, though, I, I thought about the poll, and I said, "Wait a second, this is an interesting poll because there are people out there that theorize, and I I am not buying into this theory until I it, it can be proven to me that there are all these scared voters, shy voters out there that when they're asked this by someone calling their house, they don't want to give the truth because they don't want to be tracked." Now, these are the same people that give away all their private information on Facebook and on the Internet. They don't care about privacy whatsoever. But supposedly these same people don't want to say they're going to vote for Trump. So they lie. 
And that's why all the polls are skewed toward Biden. Well, this is a way to to get around this, to show, well, who do they really support? Do they do they support Trump or do they support uh, Biden by saying I support Pence or Kamala? And so Kamala barely won that one. So for all you people that are obsessed with Trump, there you go. Maybe that, give, that gives you hope there. Another thing that might give you hope, a Ben Shapiro brought this up on his show. There was a, a poll out there which said, are you better off than you were four years ago financially? Um, and it was pretty overwhelming. People said yes. And under such, such circumstances, it's very rare for an in, incumbent president to, to lose Uh when that, when it was such a large percentage of people that said, and I don't have all the numbers in front of me, so Ben Shapiro um, said that was a uh, positive. So again, for you dudes that value your wealth in Trump, there you go. There's your, uh, there's your interesting polling of the day. Uh, so yeah, there's a thumbnail up there of a girl. Like so, three weeks in a row for Beyond Bitcoin, I've I put pictures of uh, me with the women I've known through the years. Taval, that I wasn't going to do it this week. But Taval Dacres and someone else like encouraged me to say, hey, what, what the heck? They're, they're big fans. I'm going to give them some more women because there's plenty of pictures of me with women in the past. That woman was inc- – the woman that, that's with me on the thumbnail of this one was incredibly hot, incredibly good looking. And I, I tried. I tried my best. I, I failed. I was uh, unable to uh, pro- progress with her at all. I, I wasted no money on her. That was good. I, I got her into this pretty elite party in Baltimore. Um, that I had connections to get into. And, uh, and man, they, and when I would take her to like the auto bar, I mean, there are people staring. I mean, she was hot. I mean, it's, it's vicious. I mean, the, the, the way guys have become, it's just like, there's no respect for another man. You see a man with a woman. You, you I mean, you start staring at the woman. Like, I mean, this is the guy's woman. There's no, I would always respect. I would always respect. Yeah, obviously that, that's not how you, unfortunately is that probably isn't the best policy. It's disgusting how, how that's gotten. If you really, well, you don't want to get a woman. That's how disgusting it's become in the dating world. You just try to steal another man's woman. That's terrible. It's terrible. So I'm glad I'm not involved with that type of stuff anymore. I value my wealth in Bitcoin and not beautiful women like that. But yeah, that thumb, that that, that woman, um, she she moved to Los Angeles eventually too. Um, and she's married and probably has kids now or something like that. I, I, I don't know. Um, but she was uh, many, she was multiracial. Her mom was a Brazilian, uh, Brazilian, African Brazilian, and her dad was just a pure white dude, <laughs> as white as you can get. Um, but she was beautiful, beautiful woman, uh, and very, very and interesting, an interesting person, interesting to hang out with. And, uh, anyway, so uh, but there, there's uh, your story. And no, I failed. I, I can I can admit uh, when I I, I I failed with most women, but I I've done well with quite a few myself. But uh, it, it's but value your wealth in Bitcoin. Better to succeed with Bitcoin uh, than uh, fail with. Uh, Beautiful women. Okay, now, I mean, there's a time for there's a time for everything. There's a time for. I, I understand you can't com- control those hormones, you 23 year old dudes. Go, go, go. Do what you gotta do. Party on. It's a shame that the 21 year olds are being restricted. They should be uh, in college. College is just a, a you know a, just such a fun time of partying and, and and womanizing and everything. And now that's that's like you can't even touch it. I mean, you you'll you'll get sent to uh, you'll get expelled if you. Uh, you tap a woman on the shoulder. I mean, that's, that's considered a, you know, you're spreading some uh, cold that, you know, doesn't no no college student has died of that cold. Uh, none, none. I mean, it's amazing, but we'll get to that in a second. Now, 
so, something I noticed in, because of the golden age that we live in, and I thank God for this. Uh, you know, we, we have people that are between 70 and 85 years old that are so healthy that, you know, 30 years ago, they would have they would have aged much faster. And now they're, they're in great shape. I mean, my mom, I, I'm not supposed to say how she is. <laughs> uh, you know, the people, family members uh, that are in their you know, very, 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 very early 70s um, are just lit. Are, they have. They're still working. They're just doing great, great stuff. But at the same time, because they're healthy, uh, they have a lot of time on their hands to to worry about not being healthy. Okay, and so I think it, because of the fear porn that's out there, the these these people seventy to eighty five, they're they're really buying it up because they, they're scared that they, they don't want to end up like the. Uh, the, the 70 to 85 year olds that they were used to back in the day, um, you know, when they were uh, 40 to 50 or whatever. Uh, so, so that, that's, a uh, and, uh, yeah, a lot of them have blown all their savings and they have to still work, but it's good. Their bodies at 80 years old, they can still work if they, if they have to, uh, buy, buy some Bitcoin 80 years old. You, you're never too late to do it. You're never too late to do it. Here's a tweet from Jordan, uh, Shadow. He's good. I like I like him. Um, the virus is largely only threatening people who have off the charts BMI and nursing home residents. OK. Killer virus. Not so much. The real killer virus is our obesity epidemic. Pound that like button for that. Lessons. Take responsibility for your own health. Personal responsibilities in your counterculture. Uh, stop asking the government to protect you. They can't. All right. So yes, obesity is the real virus. Obesity is the real killer. You you can handle that. You can you can take you can do it right now. I see I see people running, and uh, I see I see people trying eat healthy, uh, and to stop asking the government to protect you. They can't, and uh, you're going to end up real bad shape. Uh, Legend on ninety nine said, "Don't don't value your thumbnail in women." No. You, you shouldn't. Um, it's it's. I only do it for uh, the, the Beyond Bitcoin show. I throw the women out there uh, for for the the entertainment purposes of <laughs> of you guys. So should I continue it? Should there be a fourth week in a row? Do you want to see another women woman from my uh, from my past? And would you like one to be one that I failed with, or one that I succeed, or was it somewhere in between? Because when I say succeed, I mean you know hit hit the home run with. Because that's always uh. Yeah, that's always fun. I mean, do you like the 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 the, the different ethnicities? I can I can show you an Asian one if you want to. I haven't shown you Asian yet, have I? Well, who's the first week? The first week was Eric. Who was this? No, yeah, two white. There were two whites. There were two whites, and now we have a, a multi-ethnic here. Okay, so do do you? I can. There's a nice one of a Asian Asian that I uh, failed with. You can see that. Okay, moving on. Uh, what do we what do we have now? Uh, oh no, I, I went to the wrong uh, one here. And value your wealth in Bitcoin, dudes. But every once in a while, you can get some uh, thumbnail entertainment here, if you wish. We we can end it if you want to. I'm I'm leaving it up to the people. Leave it in the comments section what you want. 
So let's talk about Baltimore real quick. There's some amazing uh, government interference going on there, talking about regulation. The Labor Committee passes an employee retention bill. So what's that mean? What's that mean? That, that the Baltimore City government is telling private businesses how to uh, hire people and who they can fire. <laughs> Fail. So I left this underneath the article, which is linked to below. Um, failed city telling private businesses how to run themselves. Private businesses have no obligation to sacrifice for the good of the people slash state. Private businesses should slash will speak with their feet and leave jurisdictions that uh, practice such economic fascism. So yeah, it is economic fascism with what's going on there. They're telling uh, people in the the hotel industry that well, you you you, you if you if you fire people and you're going to rehire people, you have to rehire the people that have the most seniority. It's ridiculous. They know how to run a hotel. They know how to run a restaurant. No, they don't. They don't know how to run a government. And they are the government. And as you can see, I'm not in Baltimore right now. <laughs> that is Bitcoin, baby. You don't have to be loyal. Uh, you don't have to sacrifice yourself for the city of Baltimore. Okay, now, and I did, I did sacrifice myself for the city of Baltimore when I was living on Linden Avenue there. Oh, yeah, we're, we're trying to make this uh, block better for the good of the city. Oh, there are all these people doing insane things out there. I, I could die. Someone did try to, uh, you know, I was, uh, someone attempted to rob me on the streets of Baltimore, and that was that was the final straw. Uh, back on whatever day it was, August the 2nd of uh, 2013, when I gloriously uh, outran the, the muggers with the gun. What a glorious day when I conquered those low-life scum who hopefully, uh, well, anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I wasn't sticking around after that. I was like, I'm traveling the freaking world, and it was soon after that that I bought Bitcoin. And that's how you turn something that so many people turn into negatives. So many people are like, oh, oh, I, and I can understand people, you know, having nightmares about it. You know, someone pull, you know, you're walking on the street and someone puts a pull, two guys pull out a huge gun on you. Uh, yeah, you know, that could that could affect the person in a negative way. But no, I made it a positive baby, and I knew, no, I'm not sacrificing. This isn't happening again. This is not happening again. I won't get fooled again. Pull that, pound that like button. The who? All right. Now, um. And I also made a promise to myself that day when that when that situation happened to me that, you know, it, it didn't scare me. But I said to myself, I will never let my grandmother find out this happened to me. And she never found out because it would just it would be, you know, it was, it was someone of her age. You know, she you know, she just died in 97. But uh, I, did, I didn't want to put anyone through, uh, you know, having a, she's such a warrior. You know, <laughs> some uh, some people become such warriors. Uh, that's just their thing. Some ladies. Uh, when they're in the 90s, become such workers. I, I couldn't let her know about that. Um, anyway, and none of my family's know, members know about it unless they have watched the show and they haven't brought it up to me. Now, um, don't tell them, please. <laughs> Here's another huge uh, Monday headline from, uh, from uh, CNN that was, uh, it just shows how low they have gone. I mean, how, how many times? I mean, the, the White House press secretary test positive for the virus. That was a huge headline they had after the president had had passed. Who cares? Who? That's newsworthy. That this White House sec, press secretary that you're jealous of because she's hot 
it tested positive and she's not and she's not affected in any way by it. I mean, it, it's, it's a, the only reason it's newsworthy is that everyone should know that a healthy, beautiful woman who gets a, a, who gets this uh, cold, nothing happens to her. But it's huge. Like you should be scared. It's all in scare print on CNN. And it works. It works. Oh, another important, important person has caught the virus. Oh, my God. I've got to hide. I've got to, be, I've got to stay safe. All right. And it, it is everywhere. It is everywhere. And people are just it, – it fuels – You know, some people may be on the verge of not being scared. But then they turn on the talking about it, and people are talking about how this player can't play baseball, and how this NFL team has to delay their game till Tuesday because this a healthy young twenty-seven-year-old has a cold. I mean, it's 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 everywhere, and this baseball player has this mask on, and this college football coach has this mask hanging off his face, and and he drooled a little, so now he's suspended, and it means, um, and people are glued to the TV more than ever. More than ever because they don't have jobs. Uh, so yeah, it, it that, that that it's so important in sports that these sports people are such wimps. Some of them are just such wimps. You think that you thought they were manly, but now you see they're just wimps. Uh, and not all of them. I don't want to, but plenty of them, from the announcers to the players to the coaches, are, are, are just virtue signaling about it. So when they are and they're people's heroes, and they shouldn't be people's heroes when they're scared, of course. Of course, people are buying into it. Well, you know, the, the guy on the the whatever team, I don't know. I don't know his name a team or anything. Oh, the guy on the Packers is sick. The guy on the Titans. So I better be scared too. Yeah. Who? Just uh what did I want to say here? But I, I do like to see in, in terms of athletic activity, people are out on the streets of Salt Lake City. They don't they're instead of living through somebody else's athletic activity. And they're, they're doing their own athletic activity without masks, and it's great. So you know there, is, there are plenty of people in the real world that are not affected, that, that want to maintain their health a natural way and aren't glued to their TVs or glued to their freaking recliners. All right. So last week someone asked me about renouncing citizenship, and something that I forgot to say uh, that, that I should have said is that Despite everything that we, we've said about certain uh, corners of the United States, uh, whether it be in, in the government, whether it be in Baltimore City, whether it be in a certain political party, uh, uh, the United States right now, because there are 50 states and you can move to a different one if you want to, it's about the freest country right now in terms of the current events, all right? It's, um, you know, I didn't like being in LA toward the end. I went to North Carolina, it was a pleasure. Um, here in Utah, it's even a, a bigger pleasure on, on a certain level. Okay, so this is a reminder why you don't want to give up your United States citizenship. You know, people say, "Well, Adam, you can get Israeli citizenship pretty easily," and indeed, I can get that. I would not want to be in stuck in Israel since March. Okay, I wouldn't want to be living under what's going on in Israel with this virus since March. It's been ridiculous. And sure, it's beautiful there, and I have a lot of fun there. It's not too much fun there at all now, at all. Much less fun than the United States, okay? So, you know, we're saying in, in Sweden, they're totally free. They're totally maskless. Well, yeah, I mean, you can go to South Dakota and have the same thing, okay, if you want to. Um, and and with Sweden, you can't get into Sweden now anyway. And this is what 
you know, we are stuck with it's very hard to get rid of your to renounce your United States citizenship. It costs money, it's a long process. And having the United States passport when things are normal again gets you into every darn country out there pretty easily, also. It's a good thing to have. But the other thing is I would not want to be in a situation where I'm not a citizen of the United States in the year 2020. I'm very, very, very happy that I am a citizen of the United States this year, that I've been able to do massive traveling, but within my own country, okay? Because I enjoy traveling. I would not want to be stuck in little Israel right now or some other little country out there with where, where there is no Bill of Rights, where there, you know, it, it's really unfortunate what has gone on in some of these so-called free countries where they, they've, and it's bad what's going on in the United States too, how the constitution has been ignored by many politicians, but there are still, we are the loudest in this country against this nonsense. If you take an average uh, of all the people who are speaking up against this in the United States, the, the average citizen is the loudest. I mean, at least the ones that speak up, we are the ones that are holding the line, okay, in the battle against this nonsense, all right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm real glad that I did not uh, get rid of my – renounce my citizenship at a time like this. And this is an example of, you know, why you don't want to do that um, if you already have it. I mean, there are, there are so many people – you know, and still the whole world from what the media tells you, the whole world is against us. The whole world thinks we're idiots. Yet there are people that are willing to go through barbed wire, through Mexico, through the worst of the worst conditions to get to this country still with what's all going on. So think about it long and hard. Don't believe that propaganda, that Chinese propaganda that's out there or whatever you want to call it. Uh, communist propaganda from the media, whatever you want to call it. Do not believe it. Believe that people are still with all their might are, you know, are willing to go through so much to get to this country. Despite all oh, 200,000 people die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh, trust me. This is this is the place to be. This is the place to be right now, United States of America. You don't have to be in California. You can go to another state. You can go to – and and that we have 50 options here is unbelievable. It's unbelievably awesome. So let's, uh, let's not let it slip away. Keep on and, – and I'm not – I'm just talking about speaking the truth, being a unique beast. This country was founded by unique beasts. And if you continue that tradition, whether it be in Bitcoin or whatever, it will still stay pretty – Unique beastly, okay? <laughs> It'll still stay pretty beastly. Pound that like button. It'll still stay pretty freaking elite. Um, there's no other country I would rather be right now um, than, than the United States. And I used to, I have lost so much respect for Australia and New Zealand through this process to see um, to see what's going on there. Because I, you know, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time in Australia. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thought, oh, I thought to myself, Australia is just like the United States, except it doesn't have Walmarts. It doesn't have as big, you know, it's, it's the retail isn't as big, but it's just as, but no, now I see. Now, when I see what's going on in freaking uh, in Melbourne, and, and, and it's just, it's, it's insane. It's insane. And, and that the people do not speak up against it. Now, partially, they don't have the Second Amendment there. So, again, I'm renouncing my citizenship, that means I'm giving up like the one country on earth that's got something like the Second Amendment. You think long, long and hard about renouncing your citizenship, okay? If, especially if you're a guy like me, I'm well off now. I mean, I've got I've got Bitcoin. I, you know, the, the, if if you boil it down to you know the the government's taking too too much of my money, don't make money, and I don't make money. I don't have a high salary in terms of fiat at all, at all. I uh, 
I, you know, I've gotten Bitcoin of the year and I don't sell it. Now, if you, you sell it, then you got to deal with the, with the tax man and everything. Uh, but, but, but to me, I, I, through this whole year, it's definitely been, been a lesson in, uh, like, okay. Yeah. There's some, some states that have ridiculous taxation. You can always move to Florida. Um, but, uh, I, I would rather, uh, yeah, still have my citizenship and deal with, you know, paying my taxes every year. It's fine. Okay. Now it's, it's well worth the, uh, the, uh, the Maryland taxes and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Now, Ooh, Ben Shapiro made a great point about Trump. Uh, Trump calls way too much attention to himself. Uh, and right now, if you're trying to win an election, you call no attention to yourself. He loves being the center of attention. It's so sickening because he is a narcissist. He is. You can, you can, lie, you can say this, people. Uh, you don't have to be a blind word. He, he loves Trump. Trump is the most important thing to Trump, okay? And, okay, you could, what he should do at this time is like, Forget about that and let people actually look at the other candidates. If there was actual attention on Biden and, and Harris, oh, my God, I don't, I don't see how they could win at all. But what keeps on happening, he wants to be the center of attention every moment of the day. And so people focus on some of the insane things he does. They, they, they're very easily able to blow it out of proportion. When you want to be the center of attention, you're going to get – all sorts of scrutiny. Some of it isn't, you know, deserve. He doesn't deserve all of it, but it, he brought it. You know, it, it, half of it's lies or exaggerations, et cetera, et cetera. But you want to be the center of attention. You want to be the big, the big queen that everybody looks at. You want to be Brit, Brit fit, the, the dancer who, who was I talked about on my show yesterday. Who all the eighty percenters have given her half a million views since yesterday. Yes, go to my show yesterday when I talk about Brit, the, the Bitcoin woman who decided she was going to make a name for herself by uh, dancing around and singing about Michael Singer my, my, or Michael Saylor. Now I'm getting all sorts of names confused. And in the time between my shows, she's gotten uh, half a million views on Twitter. I mean, that's a, that's a, I mean, that's beyond, uh, that's beyond Bitcoin right there. I hope there are that many people on crypto Twitter, but I don't think there are that many people on crypto Twitter, but yeah, bikini babes work. Bikini babes works. What are you going to say? <laughs> uh, no, no, no bikini babes here. And I did not retweet her, even though my friend Craig Ship asked me to. I mentioned her on yesterday's show and gave you, you know, this is an example of 80 percenterism. And you can see it, it went it went viral. The 80 percenters did their job. 80 percenters are good tools. Uh, and, you know, Britt Brit is a nice person, I'm sure. And uh, because she's friends with Craig, because Craig's a nice person. All right. Now, uh, and yeah, compete, don't complain. That's the way that she competes. And I'm not into, like, destroying anyone who does something like that. As you watched yesterday's show, I'm repeating myself from yesterday's show. I'm going to go running soon, dudes. All right. Okay, I'm going to skip that. Uh, in 1960, this is a, this is from some guy named uh, – he's an older guy, but he says, In 1960, both JFK and Nixon were younger than me. Today, Biden and Trump are the same age as my parents. Yeah, we, we really uh, – <laughs> well, the voting class skews older. So they're very comfortable with having someone that's in their age bracket be president. I'm not going to be ageist here, all right? But you can see, at least with Biden, that he's totally losing it in his late 70s. So, I mean, why do you want to have a leader of anything uh, that's losing it due to uh, brain-related uh, issues? I mean, there's something to be said with, with, with youth, uh, with that 1960 election. 
1960 election was, was quite a different one than this one. My God, the candidate's totally different. And he puts it in perspective with the age thing. Uh, all right. Last week, I forgot to share this National Review article. Uh, stats hold a surprise. Lockdowns may have had little effect on the spread of the virus. It's not a surprise to us. Of course, they have no little effect, no effect. The virus is going to virus, dude. You can't stop it. It's not that bad. <laughs> All right. People, people just blow it out of proportion. Alistair Milne says, just here watching people lose their S because a man decided to take a ride in a car. That's a reference to the, the president when he got in his car and he had the virus and everybody said that was like horrible. Oh, God, I haven't even done the book review yet. Oh, God, what time is it? Oh, it's only 48 minutes into. Okay, time for the book review. I read the book uh, Waiting for the Barbarians. It was written, I believe, in 1980 or maybe it was 82. And it was just it happened to be at this Airbnb. And I read it in less than a week. It's a small print and it's only like, what, 160 pages or something like that. I would read it before I went to sleep. And it's about uh, in the time of colonialism, if you want to call it, I guess the late 1800s is probably about um, a empire has a outpost type of a settlement that borders a the barbarians, okay, the, the natives to the area. And uh, they think they're having issues with the barbarians. They're very paranoid about the barbarians, okay? And the guy that's telling the story is within the government, and uh, he starts interacting with the barbarians, to say the least. Uh, and he's been working there for 30 years. He's an old bureaucrat, and he's a womanizer. And I'll say this. Um, it's not your typical, you know, feel guilty about colonizing type of story. It, the lesson that it, it teaches is that paranoia and fear can lead you to do horrifying, horrifying things. And that the torture is horrifying. Um, and some of his descriptions of the smells that are involved with uh, defecation and, and some gross aspects of, of body odor, very vivid. I, I enjoyed that. Um, the the descriptions of the torture it's it's, it's vivid um, it's so that the, the book has strong imagery has very strong imagery so I recommend it not for young people at all don't be a high schooler um, you, should, you should definitely be in college uh, and yeah it, it just the fear their fear. I mean, it leads to looting, torture, lawlessness, groupthink. Um, and yet the, the book goes by very fast when it is describing the brutality, the scenes of brutality and the, the scenes of adventure on the frontier go, go by quick. There can be some slow parts. So I do recommend it. Um, was it my favorite one so far? It wasn't my favorite one so far. My, uh, my favorite one was uh, Butcher's Crossing uh, so far. That was That was my favorite one. Um, and what else do I want to say? But yeah, the virus, you can interpret the virus as today's, uh, uh, it, it, there's people were in the story, you know, the, the barbarians can do their thing. Okay. But 
there's really, you know, a virus isn't good. A, vi a virus isn't a good thing. No, a virus isn't a good thing. And uh, people being, and, and then there's the question, who is who are the true barbarians in the story? Uh, I think you'll, you'll, you'll get it. I don't want to give away too much. Um, but uh, yeah, it, some some native cultures aren't too fun, aren't, aren't, aren't the greatest things in the world. But if they're doing their own thing, you really shouldn't be worried about them too much. I mean, there should be a certain level of, of precaution around the culture that might not be in sync with your culture, okay? But if you become paranoid about them, then, you know, what's paranoia lead to? Paranoia uh, about the virus has led to similar things that paranoia about the uh, natives have, have, have led to. So you read the book, you decide for yourself. I, I, it was a good book. And they're making it into a movie uh, with, uh, with Johnny Depp. And I saw the, uh, I watched, I searched it out on my own on YouTube. I watched a little preview and it was, uh, I envisioned the, the main villain uh, who Johnny Depp is playing to, to look, to look the way Johnny Depp uh, portrays him. So uh, <laughs> I, I was, uh, unique glasses. The, the main villain has unique sunglasses. And if you watch the, the preview for the movie, I don't need to watch the movie because I read the book, baby. I'm sure that you cannot, uh, the scenes of brutality that were in the, uh, that were in the book cannot be uh, properly uh, portrayed in a movie or the, it would be worse than rated R. The movie would have to be worse than rated R. So if, if for you to see what is described in the book, so they're not, they're not going to go that far. So yeah, the book can be pretty brutal sometimes, but, but life is uh, life of the frontier can be pretty brutal when you're, when you've become incredibly paranoid. Now, two more things here. Okay. It, this guy, you know, I, I retweeted something, you know, nothing to worry about with, with, the, with the virus. And you still have guys that spout this nonsense. Agreed. Obesity is our major health problem. But plenty of young, thin people. Listen to this. Plenty of young, thin, fit people without health, health problems have died from the virus. It's not just the flu. Plenty? Plenty? Give me your numbers, dude. Give me just because you saw some a picture of a of a pretty girl on CNN and you didn't read the whole thing to find out that she had asthma or that she was some other sickness that she had doesn't mean plenty of again and and this is so many people think this is true that plenty of young thin and fit people without health problems have died from the virus and when I think about young thin fit people without health problems. I think about 27-year-olds, okay, that, that match that description, or 22-year-olds. How many 22-year-olds and 27-year-olds or whatever that, that fit that, those just perfect health, per, no asthma, no, nothing like that, no blood disorders, they aren't alcoholics, they aren't drug addicts, they are young, thin, fit, no, no, have died from that, Okay. Probably less than have died from the flu, okay, or less than have died from some strange um, infection. They call people. Rare things happen to every. The, there's all sorts of little sicknesses, big sicknesses out there, and on occasion there are exceptions, okay, where perfectly healthy people die. That is the risk of life, okay. That the exception proves the rule. I remember learning that in Mr. Wright's biology class. The exception proves the rule, all right? And dude, the, 
the media is focusing on the smallest of little exceptions. And you, dude, who replied to this with this nonsense plenty have fallen for it. There is no plenty out there, okay? Plenty. There's no – to what you described, there's no legitimate risk of someone changing their whole lifestyle because of what's going on there. Do you change your whole darn lifestyle to be scared every year because of the flu? No, you do not. Most of the people you describe have no desire to get a flu shot, okay? Yet they have been scared to desire this untested vaccine that's going to come out very soon that will cause many more people to die. Many more healthy people will die from an untested vaccine than will die from uh, what's, what's going on right now, okay? So do not accept the new normal, people. That's it. I'm not I'm, – I skipped some stuff. Oh, that's not it because I'm going to see if there are questions. Have you adjusted your diet during the uh, – the virus times. No, I have not. Not at all. Not one bit. There's no reason for me to do so. I was living the utmost healthy diet beforehand. One of the simple things you can do is eat one of these. I eat one. I, I try to eat one of these day, every day anyway. Okay. It's an onion. You see me pull these out of uh, when I was in, uh, whatchamacallit, in, in Asheville. I would pull one up I have a lot of them. I always have a lot of them. These are apparently good for certain, you know, for boosting your immune system. I haven't tried to boost my immune system any more so than I usually do. I try to live at the highest level of health no matter what is going on. So there is no reason for me to change my diet at all. For a lot of people, this is a great time to be inspired to do so. So you don't, you know, you don't want to take any time off from work, from getting a flu, from getting a cold, whatever. You want to be the healthiest possible person you can. So if, if this – I take a positive approach. If you did get freaked out at first, but then you, you 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 did some research into natural health without someone shooting something into your arm, that's awesome. That's awesome. But I have – no, I have not personally changed um, anything in my life. I really haven't uh, – do you watch any sports besides baseball? I, I, I cast – a very interesting. Question. I didn't even get to watch any baseball this year. I mean, I, I checked the score. So the question is, do you follow any sports beside baseball? I should say. So I did. I did follow baseball. Still, I still follow the scores. Um, I don't follow any other sports. But with the Ravens, um, I used to obviously follow them very closely before the whole Kaepernick thing in 2016 when I was in Vegas on September 11th, which was opening day. And I just I couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, I'm not watching the Ravens this whole year. That's it. I've given up the NFL. And so a lot of people eventually did that this year. I was doing it in 2016. But no, I do not uh, I do not watch or follow Ravens. I do not know if they won today. Um, I try, but I always, because I read the news, eventually it does come, I do get informed that they won. Now, and I've, I've said throughout all this of my boycotting of the NFL, that if the Ravens make the AFC title game or the Super Bowl, I will watch those two games. That, that I will watch. But no, I do not wait. And... When I gave up the Ravens in 2016, in September 2016, it, it coincided with, you know, major Bitcoin uh, growth on my part. I really, I spent, I really maximized my time in such a more productive way after I gave up the Ravens. So, no, I do not follow any other sports. I know, you know, I know who's in the title games and everything like that, obviously, but I don't, you know, I don't check specific scores. I, I you know, when I was younger and stuff, I, every single sport, every single sport, I would know every college football, every ball, every this, every that, I would know so much. Now it's just like, 
you know, I know the Orioles have a couple players that are going to be good eventually next year. Um, I think they'll be better next year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I know who's in the ALCS and in the NLCS. Um, and I think uh, I'm glad the Yankees are not in the ALCS, <laughs> but uh, no, other, no other sports. And I, again, I encourage people, you know, there, there's a time for a, a pastime. I, you can have your pastime. It's not a sin or anything like that. But uh, if, if, if it's like four sports you're obsessed with, three sports, two sports, you cut it in half or something, spend, learn, learn as I crypto over college, crypto over crypto over college football. That was uh, that's one of my movements that I'm trying to. Uh, uh, I don't know what that means. Someone says, "Guess Adam needs to do a McAfee." No, I I would never. That, that's horrifying. You know, he's a horrifying individual. Uh, please get Robert Breedlove and Parker Lewis on your show. Okay. Um, I mean, they they're, they pretty much. What what can I ask them that, that that you don't know? I mean, I've I've talked about Robert Breedlove. Uh, how I think he he really made uh, made it seem like the whole entire world is going to understand how economically important Bitcoin is, and thus fiat will be destroyed. And I, I don't agree with that. I think he, he he's a good writer, and he can he can make it seem so romantic. You know, you know, Bitcoin's going to take over the world, and everyone's going to wake up from their trance. No, no, no. The trance will continue. Uh, eternally. There will always be the 80% Robert. Uh, but yeah, I guess it'd be cool to have them on the show. I think it would be cool to have them on, to have them on the This Week in Bitcoin show so they, they can interact with other people because there's a, you know, there's so many interviews with these guys out there. I, th I think the This Week in Bitcoin show provides a very unique uh, environment for all these different uh, personalities to interact with me and to interact with each other and I, I really do have a lot of fun uh, when the, when the This Week of Bitcoin show is live, uh, I'm, I'm having a blast. Planning it out can be a pain in the tuchless, though. It really can be a pain in the uh, tuchless. Uh, I'm just seeing if there are uh, any other questions there. All right. I, I hope I didn't skip any, any questions. Guys, retweet it. Spread the word. Thanks a lot. Have a, have a great rest of your day wherever you are. Don't waste it on the NFL too much. Pound that like button. I'm going running. I'm being productive. I'm staying healthy. I'm going to eat one of these onions tonight. I can guarantee you that. And I eat it like a fruit. I, I literally eat it like that. That's how used to them I, I've become. I, I bite right into it. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. See you guys uh, tomorrow, probably. See you. Bye-bye. Thank you all.